Hello and welcome to episode one of 10. This is a project that I am doing uh, bonus episodes with Stuart from British Murders and we are going to talk about the big three. So I'd like to introduce you of course first to Stuart. Hello Stuart. Hello, how are you? Grand, how are you? I'm good, yeah. The big three. I think you're my like official (laughs) person that comes on here. (laughs) Yeah, this is our show now. This is not your show. I'm the captain now. Because you've been on twice. You've been on twice before, isn't it? Is it twice? And you're coming on again with Bobby. Yeah. So we did oh. Hellraiser. Then mm-hmm. we did Halloween. Did we do oh, Wolf we did. Creek as well? <laughs> yeah, but I think Halloween was on yours. Oh, Halloween was on mine. Yeah. Then we did Wolf yeah. Creek. Then we're going to do all the wrong turns at one point, and then we're going to do 1408. This is my show now, Lorraine. I know you're slowly taking over. The problem Hostile is, you see, takeover. for anyone that is like a fan of horror or true crime or something like that you know your friends who aren't won't talk to you and Stuart made the mistake of talking to me one day <laughs> Phew, <man. laughs> I was actually thinking today I was like how did I start talking to you because I have no recollection of it I mean if you scrolled far enough back yeah but I'm not going to do that <laughs> I know me neither I don't know and here we are I think with this though I I messaged you because we were like we're doing another episode and I messaged you and I says what will we do and then it turned into 30 films over 10 yeah. episodes. Do you know I think it was actually? I remember one of your early episodes was The Shining. Mm. And I, oh, I think I was in a, I was in a shining mood and I must have searched for The Shining on, on Spotify. Oh, that's right. Stumbled mm. across your little gem of a show and thought, oh. So technically. DMs. Te- <laughs> That sounds so wrong. There were no dick pics. So technically, you messaged me. Okay, that's grand. <laughs> I thought I was like, speak stalker, to me about yeah. horror films. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I will be. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about, obviously, the big three is Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, and Jason Voorhees. And I think at the end of this, and the end of each episode, we kind of want to say, what was our favorite film? who our favorite one is. Mm-hmm. And let's just see at the end what they come to. Now, you will notice through some of the episodes, it's not exactly the first film, the second film, and the third film, because obviously, in, for example, in the first Friday the 13th, Jason isn't really part of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've had to adjust a little bit to fit it, but in, there will be one of each in each episode. Yeah, it was a laborious task trying to fit all the no. reboots and sequels and fan films into 10 jam-packed episode so we're basically going to do three films in each episode uh the first one today is the first nightmare on elm street the first halloween and the second friday the 13th as you say because jason wasn't the killer in the first one and we're focusing on the big three serial killers Mm -hmm. so it's going to be like number one number one number two number two number two number three (laughs) it's just gonna but then when halloween comes to number three we're going to skip that so it's going to be number three number four number four and then we weird, go but... to like there's Rob Zombie ones and yeah. Jason X and yeah. they just so get... we'll go from yeah. we'll go from Halloween uh, six or H two O to Halloween then to Halloween two then to Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> it actually never is the right number, is it? I don't think it is. It's not. No, it's not. No, that's what makes it interesting. That, that right Elm Street was pretty consistent. Mm. But yeah, it took a lot of. Um, figuring out didn't it um but we're not going to do halloween 2018 are we because me and you have already done that we've done that we've done that yeah, yeah. we'll probably do a separate one on the um booking you in already for the new one this year well, halloween kills <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. We're why, why not? Okay, so I'm going to have lots of bonus episodes on franchises in the future with Stuart. <laughs> but yeah. my regular episodes will still be there, as will Stuart's. But you can go and, if you want to watch us, because we're like so freaking gorgeous, you can go onto Stuart's YouTube site and uh, watch us there. Yeah, exactly. Facts. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be one of them things you think, oh, she's got him on again. Brilliant. Oh, for fuck's sake, why is she doing so much with that twat? Um, either way, <laughs> hi. <laughs> Stuart so. couldn't give less of a shit. <laughs> If you love Lorraine, then it's probably isn't for you because we're quite well, we get on, but we're quite polar opposite in his thoughts and approach. So I think what? it's fun. Do you know what I've actually noticed though? And this is including my husband, but my husband and all my closest friends are extremely different into me. We've very little in common. Mm. So that's probably why I get on with you because we've got very different views mm. on horror films. You know, you know, that says more about you, doesn't it, Lorraine, than anyone else? No. You're the common denominator there. <laughs> Sorry, I'm drinking a homemade Cosmo. Let's <laughs> have yeah. a cup of tea. Anyway, we'll have to do a drinking episode on what, at least one of them. Maybe the last one. Yeah. Well, last Bobby time I was, was here, she get... drink of me. <laughs> I know. I was meant to do a drunk episode of Bobby. I was hanging out my ass instead. That was fun. Dealing okay. with drunk Bobby. So, what one are we going to go with first? Well, I did my notes in date order, release date order. So I started with Halloween, 1978. All right, fancy pants. It's logical, just isn't it? Scroll. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just logical, it's chronological. Okay, ah, episode over, bye. <laughs> <laughs> what a joke that is, chronological. Yeah, really, that's a really, really fun joke. Um, there won't be much more of that going on, so you don't need to stop listening now. <laughs> Dad jokes. <laughs> mate, that's a good joke, mate. That's a classic. Okay, well, I'll just do a little intro to Halloween then. And uh, because, I mean, it's 1978, obviously, and all these episodes are going to have spoilers. They're all really old. So, you know, if you haven't watched them and we spoil something, that's uh, too bad, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, if you stumble across this podcast and you haven't seen these three first films, and that's that's special. I think all these films were out before you were born. Oh, yeah. Most of the films we'll cover were out before 89. Okay, not one of these films was out before I was born. <laughs> wow, that's depressing. Why is it depressing? Even Halloween. Yeah, even even Halloween. I, I was born in 74. <sighs> when Texas came out. Good gosh. Yeah, that's why Chainsaw. I did Texas Chainsaw Massacre for my first yeah, episode. Yeah, I remember, yeah. yeah, yeah. My second year. Mental. I know, I know. But I still get ID'd, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> I hmm. got ID'd this year. So, yeah. This Come year. to me when you're 47 <laughs> and tell me that you got ID'd and then you can, like, say something. But until then, fuck off. When I'm 47, uh, you were, like, eight. Oh, fuck off. It's such a talk. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll still be talking franchises. <laughs> Probably, yeah. We'll still be making them. Um, okay, cool. So Halloween, as we have mentioned, was released in 1978 and directed by the great John Carpenter. He also wrote it along with a Deborah Hill. It is, of course, an 18 and runs for an hour and 13 minutes. It cost around $325,000 to make and grossed over $47 million worldwide. Fucking hell, that's a lot. It stars Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode, a young girl who lives in a small town in Illinois, Haddonfield. Back in 1963, a young boy called Michael Myers murdered his sister, Judith. After being sent away, he manages to escape 15 years later and heads back to Haddonfield to kill again. His psychiatrist, Dr. 
Samuel Loomis, who was played by, I forgot to write his name down, Donald, Donald Pleasance. Pleasant. Yep. Yeah. Pleasance. Heads back to, Pleasant. Oh, all right. Heads back to Haddonfield to warn the police what he is capable of, but he is too late to save them as Michael has already started killing some of them off one by one. Yeah. Because he's a little shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's learned no nothing reason. from his time away. <laughs> no. I mean, he's just like out of these three, Jason's pretty bad for being like no conscience, but he's a bit of a mummy's boy, isn't it? So he's got something about him. The worst type of boy, I might add. Yeah. Sorry if you hear that motorcycle. That's all right. But Mickey Myers is like, he's he's a psychopath, inhuman. Says uh, how Loomis described it was no reason, no conscience, no understanding. He's got the devil's eyes, black eyes. I thought it was weird that he just... He just killed his sister, came out on porch with a big butcher's knife, and his parents would have stood there like, oh, all right, Mike. I did like that scene, though. I thought it was, you know, because usually what you do if something like that happened, your son's there with a knife, you know, and a big, and the knife's nearly bigger than him. And as it just pans out, they're just like all staring at him, all shocked. And he's kind of standing there. I don't know what I've fucking just done. And, but you think they go legging it into the house. I mean, it'd be a bit sus, wouldn't it, if you saw your kid come out? I mean, the knife should have been covered in blood, but it, I don't think it was. I thought there was a little bit. But a that whole bit. scene was a bit weird. Stabbed because... her about 10 times. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not being funny. He, I mean, I'm, I'm doing a Stuart now, and I forgive me. But, Please you know, don't. he's like, was he, five or six in this? Six. And I'm not being funny. She looks about 16 or 17. Your little shit brother... Was comes in yeah, and he pulls that knife like that. You mm. could take him. But she's like, yeah. ah, my boobies. Ah, my boobies. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Today's. <laughs> I thought the camera shot were a bit weird. So obviously he's got the mask on. Yeah, his and point then, of view, yeah. Yeah, I, did, I didn't like the whole dragged out to the side. It, you just, it didn't connect. Like you knew realistically that wasn't connecting with her. The whole thing with the mask, which we come to learn right at the end of the film, is that his face is a bit disfigured. Yeah. But which is weird, which it wasn't as a kid. No. So I'd, he must have picked that up in the psychi- psychiatric hospital, psychiatric, <laughs> in the mental hospital. <laughs> um, but he had a mask on as a kid, so masks are like his thing. But he looked perfectly normal as a kid. I never... Like the only Halloween films I actually remember um, is the first, second and Halloween 2018. I need to go back and revisit all the others. Um, But I don't ever remember him being like Jason disfigured or Freddy Mm. disfigured. He, he just looked like a normal person to me. And I'm with you. I kind of think masks are like his little, you know, like people have a little blanket like as a kid, maybe masks his little blankie. Yeah. I think it's weird though because you you might say that and think, oh, it puts his mask like Leatherface. Fucking <laughs> hell, are you alright? <laughs> My earphones fell off. My yeah, silky yeah. smooth hair can't hold them up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny you say that because someone like Leatherface, mm. who has three different masks, he's got his killing mask, his pretty woman mask, and his uh, old, old lady, lady mask. mask. Yeah. So he puts the killing mask on to kill. That's his persona. It comes out. He kills mm. when he's got the mask on. But in Michael's case, especially in the recalibration 
2018, he was killing before he had the mask. So mm. it's not like he needs that. That's why when we discussed that, I was like, why has he got the mask? How does he know the mask's in the boot of that guy's car? Because he doesn't know those people are. He's never seen them. So that's why I said it was there a supernatural element to it. I don't get why he needs the mask. He doesn't need it. Unless he's self-conscious. But when he's a kid, he, again, he's not disfigured. And he's like 60-year-old killing people for fun. Why does he care what he looks like? Maybe it's more because I think maybe it's harder to kind of convey a look of nothing. Like, do you know what I mean? Like when you when yeah. you see someone, there's very rarely, thank, thankfully, do you meet someone that has nothing going on. I mean, every I, I, I've met a couple of people where you just... I know one person actually, I'm just like, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Um, I'm not obviously going to say who it is, but um, with, with him, maybe the mask is because you, there is nothing there, but with his face, mm. he might show expression. Yeah. I think for the film, for the sake of the film, it makes sense because he's, it's a blank canvas. It's pure white mm. William Shatner mask, but that's irrelevant. And I know. I only quite... saw that the other day, actually. I didn't realize it was, it didn't was you? that. No. Oh, right. Yeah, they just spray painted a William Shatner mask from Star Trek white. Yeah. His mask, which is weird. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's it'd be weirder if you saw a guy standing at the end of the street in his like overalls and a white mask rather mm. than just Some, uh, yeah, because it could be like the... just a random dude stood there. But speaking of the mask, I made a note because I, I kept thinking the timeline in this is a little bit weird mm. as far as so he escapes from the asylum. And then Loomis sort of walks out to the gate and everyone's escaped. The nurse stays in the car and rather than him just smashing the window or he jumps on the roof for some reason and starts trying to get her through the mm. roof. Weird. And then he drives off. He knows how to drive. Yeah. But then they, they allude to that and say, oh, maybe he got lessons. It's like, that's, that's a plot hole, mate. No, no one. Who's going to teach him to drive in a mental hospital? Yeah, because he's not ever meant to get out, is he? Yeah. Well, we'll teach you how to drive, Mike, just in case. Yeah, cheers, lads. Imagine, imagine being his instructor. You could tell him off, could you? Murder you. <laughs> Brutally murder you. But my point is with... Um, what was my point? Oh, the mask. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. He dressed up in the overalls that he nicked from the guy in the Phelps garage truck. So that's where we're saying he got his overalls from, right? Yeah. And then we we see him after that, and he's got the overalls and the mask. Because I was like, "Hey, where did he get dressed?" Then he kills the guy, and and he's he's in the woods or whatever. The garage guy is in the outfit. Yeah, makes sense. I'm with it. He's got a mask on. Laura sees her out, him out the window. He's got a mask on. Sees him walking down the street and all this shit. Got the mask on. So I'm thinking, did the garage guy have this mask? But then later on. It says that a hardware store got raided and mm. it says they stole a couple of knives, a couple of masks, plural, and some rope or something. But that was after we've already seen him in the mask. <laughs> and how would he know to go to a hardware store to get that shit? He went to an insane hospital when he was six. Right, I need rope, you know. I need masks, and I need uh, knives. Where should I go? Oh, a local hardware store that I've never seen because I was six when I got locked up. But the, these are the things that you're not meant to think about. I know, but we're reviewing these films critically. And, uh... <laughs> Stuart's the <laughs> plot hole king. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I know. It's kind of like, it doesn't really make sense, but 
you know, I don't think it's really meant to. I think you're just meant to kind of side. I think when it comes to film in general, you're just meant to kind of like, you know, mm. let's forget about that bit and just kind of. But enough, it does. It, good it, enough. No, I know, I know. But I think if they try <laughs> to do it um, to make everything make sense, the film will be on for about. True. Yeah. You know, True. I've got a question for you. Why yeah. Laurie? Why Laurie? Why, why? Why Laurie? Now we're dis- we're, we're saying that we we come to learn that she's his sister mm. in the original kind of timelines. Now in the mm. recent recalibration, that gets disregarded. Yeah. Not nothing here indicates that is related to her. He just sees her walking down the street one day, and that's it. He's picked her for some reason and her friends. Well, why, you know. You you hear like, I mean, target audience, like, you know, you see a group of people, you want to kill people, you see these people. And plus, you know, you hear sometimes of people that, you know, want to murder people, they, they do a bit of work beforehand, you know, they stalk their victims. Maybe he thinks they're easy to overpower. Like I get the whole, like, because when you see a lot of the deaths go on and, and then her, like, obviously she's a final girl, but you know, I think simply he just wants to kill people. If you disregard the whole sister thing, he wants to kill people. Um, there's some teenagers. And obviously in these types of films, as you will see, they always fucking go for the teenagers. You know, I mean, people, yeah. I feel like people that get killed along the way, as in policemen and the the person that runs the hardware store and the garage and stuff like that, they're kind of like, you know, collateral damage, like, you know. Whereas his main target, like his sister as well, you've got to remember, she was a teenager, you know, maybe sexually frustrated. I don't think he knows what sex is. He's a virgin, isn't he? I don't think, I don't think, um, I don't think it is by that, unless maybe it is. It's like, no, because he kills guys as well, unless he's bisexual. Hmm. But no, I don't, you know, he, maybe he sees something that he can't have. Or would never have, but that's a strange thing to see at six. It's 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 hard to know really what his motive is because the whole time they're selling him as this person who has nothing there, and that's one thing with him. Like with with Jason, you can kind of be like, he you know shit happened to that that lad. With Freddie, he's very vocal, but with Michael, like he looked like he came from a nice family. And he looks yeah. like he's basically one of the, it's a, like, I know there's a whole debate over nature versus nurture. You're either born with it or you're not type thing, but like there's, there's always going to be exceptions to the rule. And I think that yeah. unfortunately Michael is an exception and that's just who he is, no matter what life he had, yeah. you know, did his, did his breathing piss you off? Cause it pissed me off. I didn't even notice his breathing. You're joking. You're joking. No. <laughs> uh. Which is weird because noises really annoy me, so I'm surprised. Mate, Maybe I need all to really the watch time. It. it was like, <sighs> well, it's probably hot under that mask, Stuart. It was just like <laughs> we get it. I get whose point of view this is. I don't need, the, don't need the breathing. What so, did you think of um, of the score, by the way? Oh God, I f- I love the Halloween. Mm. Um, theme. I, I just, and I know um, Carpenter did it. Apparently, he wrote it in like three days or something, really ridiculously quick. But it's like I, one song in it. <laughs> I just, oh, I just, I love it. I like, like it's one it, of those things where I want, like, if I'm watching a film, like the the because the they do a good credit 
you know, the intro credits here are actually really yeah. good. Like, you know, yeah. and they kind of, it's very simple. It's just like the pumpkin and the names and stuff, but that you want to listen to the whole thing. I just yeah. think it's brilliant. It's, and, and you know it, that's the thing. Like, you know, you have certain films like Jaws for, for instance, or Superman, Indiana Jones and stuff like that. Like, you know, those, those, those scores. Mm-hmm. And this is yeah. the same. Everyone fucking knows this score. I love it. I think it's amazing. True. They'd actually, what I did was, he did, what I noticed, especially when they turn up at the asylum, mm. when they've all escaped in the car, is a massive bolt of lightning crashes down and like mm. the music just goes, boof, with, like with the lightning. Mm. It, sort of, it sort of kicks into a heavier portion of the score, like to tie in with what you see. And that was really good. I like, it's a really good score. I just think the use of the music's just class, isn't it? Oh, it's I brilliant. Like the little, it's, it's actually it. one of my favorite, I think, you know, like I, there's a lot of scores out there I love, but this is definitely one that I, mm. I need to listen to the whole thing. Like I would never skip the credits yeah. at the start on this film or go and do yeah. something. I need, I need to listen to it. <laughs> just okay. skip the rest of the film. Watch the intro. Yeah, fuck the film. I just watched the intro. Yeah. Um, so what, what did you think of the teenagers in this because obviously a lot of these films are teenager based and i had very different opinions on all three films when it came to the teenagers so apart yeah. from laurie so to speak because i actually like her the other three the other four uh the one that was um there was the girl the name escapes me her whose boyfriend michael stabbed against the wall i'll get her name in a second what about in the kitchen was- he, no, I think it was Annie. Oh, right, yeah. The blonde girl. So she, her, it's her and Bob are in bed doing the nasta. And then he disappears. He says, I'll be right back. And then Michael yeah. comes back with sheet over his Oh, head. Bob, yeah. Her, yeah. So her, Annie, she was so annoying. Like She would say stuff like, totally, and all this. Mm-hmm. Like, like weird, just corny stereotypical sort of American catchphrases it felt like oh she was just a ditzy is she the one that was the, the oh no I think you're um no Annie was, was Anna? the babysitter that that clothes got dirty uh, oh my th- oh Linda sorry I'm thinking of Linda you're thinking of Linda. Yeah. Linda yeah because Beg when Bob and Linda are going over to the house. Do you remember they turned around and said, because I, I Googled this because I was like, did they say that? And they said that they might have just got the name wrong, but left it in there because he turned around and he said, um, and, you know, they went over to the house. They were talking about sex and stuff. And they went, and then we'll rip off Lindsay's clothes. And I was like, Lindsay. And I was like, but isn't she one of the little girls? Which she is. She's the kid. Yeah. Which is obviously fucked up. I was like, but they think that. that- yeah, no, because I know it's because he said Lindsay and I was like, Lindsay. And then, you know, she was she was the little girl. She played by um, Carl Richards. You may know from Beverly Hills of Housewives or something, whatever it's called. And but they said that he apparently was supposed to say Annie, who was the other girl. So like basically bring her in for a yeah. threesome. But apparently they oh, left yeah. it in. I hope that's what happened, because obviously, hmm. you know, Lindsay was about, I don't know, nine or something. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit young, aren't you? <laughs> to be fair. Just a bit, um, but yeah. Just when, a bit young. when he when he said that, um, I was a bit like, yeah. But the, the couples, oh my god, they were so. It, that's the thing with these films. Not so much Elm Street, the first Elm Street, but with these, 
it's really hard to actually feel bad that anyone's being killed. Mm. They kind you of know? make it like that, don't they? Yeah. They make him like, um, like an anti-hero or whatever. Yeah. But there were a lot of inconsistencies with it, though, because when he kills Annie mm. in the car, he yeah. tries to choke her with one hand mm. and he's struggling big time. Mm. Quite a petite young lady struggling to choke her with one mm. hand. But then when he sees Bob, he grabs him with his weak hand. I'm assuming he's right-handed. He grabs him with his left hand, lifts him up off the floor to choke him, and then mm. stabs him with enough force that the knife sticks in the wall, which is ridiculous because the knife, first of all, it's not that long. Second of all, it wouldn't be strong enough to hold a body you know, what through his spine or whatever. It's ridiculous, but we'll let that slide. But he was strong enough to do that. Pick up a man that, say, weighs, what, 180? And he, he can't choke out a girl who probably weighs 130, 140. Yeah, but you see, apparently, I mean, obviously, I don't think this was their thinking. To strangle someone is actually quite a hard thing to do. Like, that's yeah, why it takes, they say- it takes longer than expected. Yeah, because, like, it's a very, like, they, they almost say that that's kind of, like, a very personal way to kill someone. Because yeah. usually you're looking at them. Mm. Um, but maybe that's why they were kind of doing that because it actually apparently does take a long time to strangle someone. Two points there, which okay. you're wrong on. Okay. The first the first point is that it was behind Annie in the No, car, no, I know, it? I no. know. But it still might Se- take long. But secondly, it was looking Bob straight in the eyes, he even tilts his head when he's finished killing him. Yeah, but it's yeah, but it still takes a long time to do. So maybe they just left right, it to okay. go a bit longer just because mm. You know, I don't think you he give the, it. I don't think he found it difficult. I just think it would took longer. The best choke scene I've seen in a horror film was in the film Maniac. Have you seen that? No. He, he chokes out this woman, and he honestly he's choking her out on top of her for probably two minutes screen time. Hmm. But like that's realistic. That's probably how long it would take to choke someone out and and to kill them from it. I mean, not just make them unconscious. He's hmm. just there on top of her for like an hour. Like it's going on for quite a while. Yeah, it's a good film, Maniac. Oh, really is that the film. one with um, your man from Stephen Young from Walking Dead? I don't know. This was like 1980. Oh yeah, no, it's not then. <laughs> it's it's the guy's <laughs> got something to do. Then. He's got something to do with Rocky. The guy, I think he's in Rocky. Hmm. I'll have to have a look. I, I can't think. Of it. It's a good film. Though. It's on YouTube. Yeah, part, part of my 180s horror films that I'm watching that I'm oh, 10 it? through <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I'm going well going well with that but yeah I think a lot of things like that are a little bit I noticed this time around a little bit inconsistent with with Michael because him like Jason in this film will come on to it they're quite slight they're mm. not I don't think either of them are intimidating like Michael his mask is that big he looks like a big head do you mm. them little big head football things you used to get it looks mm. like a big head, like he's on big head mode. I never thought that. I thought they were quite big, but then I'm really like, aren't you like six foot something? I'm six one, yeah. Yeah, I'm but like five J- two. Jason, Jason especially, he looked very. I'm not talking necessarily height, but thin. Like you, you think of these people as these because Jason in the later films when Ken Hodder starts portraying him. He's massive, like he is stacked, he's a bit more of a beast, yeah. like a brick shit house, and he's tall yeah. as well. Intimidating, like you can be tall and thin and not intimidating, like me. <laughs> I'm not saying anything, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. 
I think his his stealth is a touch unrealistic. We mentioned that in the reboot when he, he had big thudding footprints mm. and then all of a sudden he got upstairs with a body and no one heard him. In this, it's like he's in the washing and then you blink and he's gone. So I, th- I think that's the whole thing with him though, isn't it? Because like, I mean, I've seen TikToks where they do him walking really slowly and then they see him sprinting and, you know, yeah. it's a whole joke thing behind it. But I just it's think It's like in Scary Movie when... Yeah. when Scary movie is there and she looks out the window and then she looks away and he turns and quickly runs behind the tree. Mm. <laughs> and then she looks back and he's gone. You've got to think when Michael's over the road and the car's there and he stood there like that, she looks at the teacher, answers a question, looks back and he's gone. He's got to quickly shit, get my keys, get in the car, remember how to drive and speed off in about five seconds. He's got to be really rushed, which isn't his character. It's a great shot because you think, shit, where's he gone? He's back. He's not back. But in reality, it's like no, I know because that's not him. Drops his keys and he's like, oh, oh, t- two minutes. Look back again. That's what you got to think. But that's you overthinking things. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. Yeah. I think that's the whole great, thing with just, horror is they just kind of appear great, out of nowhere. Yeah, he's a great disappearer. It's fantastic. He's a great disappearer. Um, but I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Up until he kind of gets to Laurie. Like that scene where she's standing, like she's standing next to a door or something, and he's just there, you know, like he the way he appears. When when from out, you just see his mask in the closet. Oh, I love that's a good shot. That that. Shot, I think that shot shot. is fucking brilliant because they don't just. It's not like he (gasps) surprise. He it does it so slowly, and that that's one of my favorite shots in horror because it has such an impact. Because as well, like you said, he's really slow. So it's not like he pounces. I mean, he could have killed her then and there with one. I didn't get that. He sliced her down the arm. It's like, fuck me, man. She's got her back to you. Yeah, but I think that's the whole thing, isn't it? Like, they always have that one girl that, and it's mainly girls. Like, if you watch something like Scream and, you know, they, 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 you you all of a sudden have these girls that can outwit them, Mm. you know, that are smart because, you know, (laughs) Women are smart. Out with them. She had her back to it. She didn't know we're there. No, it's, yeah, but <laughs> her, her senses, her senses knew. Um, <laughs> but no, it's just, it just, no, but it just seems to be that thing where when you watch these types of films, they, there always seems to be some girl that gets a bit cut, but never, never dies because yeah. they're just a bit, they're just that one little step ahead. And it may not look like it, may not look like it, yeah. but you always hear. It's- mothers and girls have the eyes in the back of their head that starts before you have kids yeah. <laughs> it's funny when she hides in the closet and he's like struggling to get through the doors, doors. yeah then he, he gets through and then she, you know she the old uh, clothes hanger to the eye trick and uh, clothes hanger to the eye knife to the chest yeah then he sits up like the undertaker which is so cool when he sort of sits up see you know, that you know, scene annoyed me that scene what? annoyed me not not him, her. Because I one thing that oh, really yeah. why did she finish him off? Just not even finish him off. Why aren't you fucking legging it? Yeah, she sat there, didn't she? Yeah. Sat there chilling. Kind of yeah, going, I put that. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I know that. obviously we we don't know what it'd be like to be in that situation. Cause I had the same issue with Texas Chainsaw Massacre when Pam did the same thing in their house. I was like, why are you fucking lying on the floor going, ah, I'm like, just fucking yeah. get up and run. Um so that kind of thing really frustrates me because there's no way you do that. You'd be gone out that door yeah. in a shop. She sort of like, tells the kids to leave and she's like, 
oh, I sweat here. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that but, um, clothes why do, hanger why did do it. People, why don't people finish people off in films? See, that's the thing with Sydney, though. When you watch freaking um, Sydney, she shoots him in the forehead. See, I need to catch up with Scream. I don't remember it very well. Oh, yeah. I watched Scream 2 there recently, and she, and in, um, actually, in all of them, Billy, uh, uh, I can't remember the other fellow's name, but um, that you're right in the forehead. She's brutal, yeah. that one. She's like, fuck you. I'd shoot but, him in the well, balls. I'd shoot him right well, in the dick because they're not going to move and they need to pay for what they did. But if you shoot someone, uh, you shoot a lad in the dick, he's yeah, not going to move. He might not die if you shoot him in the dick. Yeah, but they shouldn't die. They need to fucking pay for what they did. They need to fucking go to jail and they need to be dickless when they do it. Yeah, but you'll probably go to jail too. No, self-defense. Gone, went off. I didn't mean I'm shooting a man in the balls when he's on the floor. <laughs> well, I thought he was going to get me. Wow. I knew that would take him down. It's bang out of order, but it might be a mass murderer, but don't shoot a man in the dick. That's a dick move. No, that's where you shoot them because they're fucking, they'll go down with that. That Any man comes near me, the first thing I'm fucking going for is those balls. I will twist the shit out of them and pull them off. I don't give a shit. Stuart's like, no. It's a dick move, mate. (laughs) It's not. It's a dick move. Okay, dad joke. (laughs) Yeah, what I didn't didn't get as well. towards the end was why did he feel the need to strategically place all the bodies in these weird like traps oh, to reveal yeah. themselves to Laura? Like the guy yeah, comes flying yeah, out. Of the- yeah. No, I agree. Here's, here's a thing that pissed me off. He gets his sister's gravestone. Yeah. For some reason. So he drags it out of the ground. You know how much them things weigh? I Googled it. Anywhere from 39 kg or 86 pound or six stone, whichever metric you use. Anywhere from that to like a thousand pounds, which is like 71 stone, 450 kg. So he drags it out of the ground. No no worries, because it's a perfect indentation. It's not like he smashed it to pieces. He lifted it up, put it in his car, which miraculously wasn't dragging its ass on the floor when he was driving. You know, the suspension didn't go at all. And then he just places it on bed, like the bed springs won't break with that on him. Why is it? Why? Why put the gravestone on bed, and then place all bodies where they can be discussed? It's weird. I don't get it. I didn't get that. Well, impact, isn't it? They're meant to scare. Yeah. yeah. For, for, again, and a lot of this stuff, people <laughs> say it's a it's a film. Get over it. I know it's a film, but it has to have a story that makes sense. You can't just put some in. This was my problem with Evil Dead, the second one. They just put shit in because they had the money now to use the effects. It didn't add to the story. This didn't add out to the story. She's been dead for 15 years. So he ragged a gravestone out of ground for and put it on a bed. Point. Waste it. He can lift up a fucking gravestone, but he can't choke a little girl from behind in a car. What's up with him? <laughs> pussy, oh, man. I love it when you go off on your plot hole things. <laughs> yeah, but mate, what a pussy. He can't even do that. It's ridiculous. Um, I'm not an hard man, but this is Michael Myers. This guy lifts up motherfucker with his left arm, stabs him through chest with such force that he attaches him to the wall. He can't choke someone from behind, but he can lift up a gravestone and a little stabbing eye. He can't get through a closet door. Come on, Mike. In, in recalibration, he got shot about a hundred times and then someone bit his fingers and he was like, oh, my hand. He let go of it, didn't he? Do you remember that? Fucking hell. I do. I do. And I remember being, I remember you being annoyed at that. (laughs) 
fucking fuming, mate. Do you know he who kills he animals is? and all? Why does he kill animals? Oh, yeah, for? no, no. Oh, yeah, I saw a meme come out there the other day and it was a picture of um, Michael Myers and it was like, you killed the dog. And then there's a picture of John Wick. And he's like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Clever. Well, that's a good it was. Um, one person we do need to mention that we haven't really mentioned enough of is Dr. Loomis. Yeah, I think he's a bit... I thought it was well acted. It's quite intense, mm-hmm. his portrayal. But I just think he's, he's so chill. Like at the end, when the kids are running out the house, Loomis is just like walking past. Like, doo, 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 doo. He's like, oh, I guess he's in there. Sort of walks in. Don't run. Just walks in casual. And then, uh, yeah, I thought it was that. I think all he's, his purpose was to tell the audience the history what, of Michael. Yeah, what was happening, basically. yeah. Which, yeah. Which is helpful. Yeah, no, I know. And I, I, I do agree in the sense that, like, but I suppose it's that thing, isn't it? It's like when they, he's trying to tell the police about him and stuff like that. And you get this a lot. People don't want to know. They're like, oh, you know, whatever. You know, Especially locals. They can't be asked. Local, can oh, they? God. Locals. I was watching, like, the first episode of, for some reason, like, I'm re-watching Stranger Things. And I was watching the first episode. And obviously, Will goes missing. Sorry, if you haven't seen it. Will goes missing. And I'm like, the police are like, oh, he's probably just gone out. You're playing hooky, you know, and it's just yeah. like, why don't whenever you watch anything with small time mentality, why don't they go, fuck, you know, where, where, where are, you know, that nobody seems to want to take. <laughs> Someone's missing. Fuck. No, but I'd rather <laughs> that, like, you get know, the force fuck, out. let's get, yeah, but why not? I swear to God, like if it was my kid, those fuckers, I'd be screaming yeah, at them from the rooftop. They'd imagine- arrest me. Imagine how many nutcases you're getting that are just chatting shit, yeah, but trying do you know to like what? Do you know get what? the spouse arrested. Do you know what? Go how on. many fucking kids go missing? How many people are being murdered? I'd say that, okay, if nothing ever happened, but there's fucking loads of them. Yeah, at least five, yeah. Oh, fuck off. Um, so, <laughs> so what did you think overall of um, Laurie as a final girl? I mean, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I think oh. she's do you know how she got the part? It was the scene, you know, the scene where she looks out the window, not the, the school mm. in the house. Yeah. Apparently yeah. it's that. She was looking out the window and her reaction to seeing him um, in the, the garden was probably apparently how she got it. Isn't that nuts? Uh, what? So they filmed a scene before? They filmed it. Yeah, no, but they do that. Well, I see how they react to the character in makeup. You yeah. Mean. Yeah, hmm. unless I just That's made that up and someone's going to come back and say that didn't happen. But I'm sure I read that somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's tough because I prefer Jamie Lee Curtis in pretty much every other film I've seen her in than to this. I just think she, her, obviously I don't know her as a person, but her character, her persona of JLC doesn't fit the character of Laura for me. She's... She's she's a bit more like she's a bit of a badass, isn't she? JLC. She's like a like an eighties kind of you know. This is who I am. I don't give a fuck. I'll kick your ass anyway. I'm not, do you know what I mean? In films like Prom Night and stuff, she's a bit more. Yeah, but this was her first role. No, I know, and it's it's early seventies. Sorry, late seventies, which I get. I'm just saying, watching it now, knowing what she went on to do. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Become a bit of a badass. Like I've always loved Halloween, but I found this on this watch is the least I've enjoyed it personally. Oh, really? It was one of my favorite mm. times. I enjoyed it was a it? lot watching it this time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still, I'd, I'll give it a good score when we come on to the scores, but 
I think it's a lot when you, with the nostalgia for these old films when you come to dissect it mm. with, a, with a mind like mine, <laughs> kind of ruins it. Probably should. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Ever. I just think she's. Like I think she's said, great. I just, I just yeah. thought in this she was a bit wet, a bit of a wet lettuce in this. I thought maybe it would have been easier an easier watch if you watched it when you didn't really know much about her but i know what you mean because like yeah. you see her well in... this is a thing i've seen mm. i'd only ever seen her in this until very recently now i've started ah. watching the the 80s films that she's been in since like the fog and stuff and it's like even though she's not a massive part in that it's i've seen a different side to her personality now have you watched trading modern... places in a fish could wander no oh mate <laughs> watch them films they're not horror, oh, but watch them. Yeah, yeah. Great films. Okay. She's amazing in them. Um, two really good films. But yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But um, I just... Like she I, was a badass in the recalibration yeah. of Halloween. That's that's Jamie Lee Curtis for me. That's Laura. Yeah. In the first one, she was just a bit, mm. bit wet one. I suppose that's 30, is it 30 years later, 40 years 40 later. Years. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, okay. So why don't we go on? So what did you best kill... And what was your other little? Well, thing? the kill count. It, the kill count in this for old Mickey Myers was five. Five deaths for. We're going to no. do a running kill. Yeah, just five. We're going to do a running kill count throughout the episodes. I'm pretty sure. I think I know who's going to win already. But uh, yeah, he killed five. So we're including Judith mm-hmm. in this. His sister. We're assuming the mechanic. I think his body can be okay. seen in the grass. Okay. Um, Annie, Annie, who is strangled in the car, oh, yeah. and then stabbed, slit her throat. Bob, with the, Bob with the butcher's knife through the chest, and Linda with the phone cord. Okay. Obviously, it doesn't it doesn't kill Laurie? So yeah, there's only five. Say only. There's only five in this. My my favorite was Bob with the butcher's knife pinned to the wall. Even though it's unrealistic, that was my favorite. I mine was the the sister. Was it? Why, because you saw tits. Don't say the T word. You know, I don't like that. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but I don't. Um, no, because I just thought it was, obviously, the others are all very, you know, when you watch horror films, they're very samey. Whereas yeah, that was a bit more original. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. It's, it's certainly filmed in a unique way. Yeah. Exactly. What, what, um, what would you rate this one, then, if we're doing out of 10 and we're doing points? I would give this film out of 10, eight. Hmm. Yeah. What about you? I give it 7.5. Oh, not bad. So quite similar. Yeah. I, can't, I, can't, I think I gave the new one a seven. I can't remember what from, I did. From, from memory, because there were even more plot holes in that. But yeah, solid. It, that That's come down from probably eight-ish yeah. from memory. Cool. But yeah. So what cool. what do you want to move on to next? Is it Friday the thirteenth part two? Because that was eighty one. No. Was it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. See that me, Mr. Organize, my notes are in there. It's because I watched that. No, I watched that one first, but I noted it up last. Ah. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Let's do Friday the thirteenth part two. Cool. So Friday the thirteenth part two was released in 1981, as I said, was written by a Ron Kurtz and directed by Steve Miner. Oh, it's a fi- oh, it's only 15 and runs for an hour and a half. It had a budget of 1.25 million. That's quite a lot, actually. 
and made just over 21 million worldwide. We have gone straight for the second one here. As we mentioned before, the killer is now Jason. Um, in the first one, it was his lovely mother. Part two takes us to another camp, not far from Crystal Camp, from Camp Crystal Lake. It has been a few months since the murders and final girl Alice, played by Adrian King, is still coming to terms with what happened. Unfortunately, she would meet her death with an ice pick. And a few years later, a group of young adults travel to Camp Pakenak, such a strange name, Pakenak, to work for the summer. One by one, they are killed off, but Mrs. Voorhees is dead. So who is now killing this lovely bunch of people? Could it possibly be her son, Jason, played by Warrington Gillette? Is he back to continue where his mother left off? We shall find out. Oh, my God. I know. Find out in an hour and 27 of Bloodbath. (laughs) How is this a 15? I know. Especially back in 1981. I know. That's weird, that. But, yeah, I was, I mean, compared to the other two, this were a bag of shit, wasn't it? Oh, mate. <laughs> if we're being mate. honest. I, did, I didn't think it was garbage, personally. I didn't think it was, like, unwatchably bad. Mm. But I, th- I was disappointed that the, f- the first six minutes of this was just the first film flashback. Imagine going to the cinema. It's only an hour and a half in total. And the first six minutes are flashbacks from first film. Only come yeah. out here before. That's lazy, that, isn't it? That's really lazy. Yeah, because the first few films, I think they're quite very back-to-back, aren't they? So they obviously were rushed, like the first four. Yeah, it's like a TV series when they film multiple seasons back-to-back. So I think, um, yeah, this... I mean, when I think in terms of horror, I mean, I've I've always loved Kruger, as people would know from listening to this podcast, and I love Michael Myers. But I've never been into the whole Jason thing. Um, Mm. I've watched... I mean, I've watched them, but kind of don't really remember them. But but I've watched this one and the other one, uh, the third one. But um, yeah, I kind of watched this, and I was uh, was a bit bored sometimes. Mm. If I'm, you kind of watch it in background, can't you? I think. Yeah, because I think the problem is for me, you don't. He almost because he doesn't like have his Jason mask for some of it. Actually, he yeah. doesn't have it in this one. It's in the third one he gets it, isn't it? Yeah, third one. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like. You know, because you know what happened to him and how he was left and he's disfigured and, you know, I take it he was probably bullied as a child. You you kind of end up feeling like it's this lad who is a bit clumsy and he's trying to get his revenge, but you feel a bit sorry mm. for him. Yeah. I know you don't, but. Well, Jason's always been my favourite. He's always been my boy. I remember you said that and I was confused when watching the ones yeah, I've watched. Watch, watching, this back, watching this back, I was like, uh... Is he really? <laughs> I think coming back to it, as we said, he's he's very slim and not overly tall when we see that. I assume different actors played him in different scenes, but towards the end when he's got the rake, he looks very small and clumsy, mm. like you say, he's falling over all the time, tripping up and all this shit. Um, he just isn't threatening. But what he's saying there is interesting about how it's like a kid trying to get revenge and he's mm. stumbling his way through these kills. I get that. That makes sense to me, logically. Towards the end of the series, as Series, series. When Jason's like stacked, built like a brick shit house, and he's tall and he's hench. Yeah. If he if if he lives in a cabin in woods, what has he got a fucking squat rack in there? Has he got bench bench press? Do you know what I mean? How is he so big? No, I know. He doesn't eat anything. He's not getting his protein in. He don't work out. He just sits there staring at his mum's head. 
yeah no i i like that's the thing because like I, I watched freddie versus jason about four months ago and i remember thinking god he's he's a beast he's massive yeah. like do you know what yeah. i mean i can't it's remember who who plays him in that one um but when i was watching this he kind of like reminded me of someone from the waltons the tv show the waltons decided okay um little house on the prairie I've heard of it, but yeah, I couldn't so tell that, you who was in it. These these types of things, like they're very like, like a dweeby, a dweeby. Yeah, pick. if one of them decided to start killing and put a bag over his head and cut an eye in it, like you know, it reminds me of when my kid has a piece of ham and she sometimes I don't know why she does this. It's quite scary, but my kid will cut an eye out in the piece of ham so her eye can see through, and then makes a thing for her tongue to come through, and she puts it on her face and she goes, "Mummy, look, serial bad. killerish." She's yeah, on a bad gain. No, the, it's cured meat. I fucking hate meats like that. It's disgusting. Um, that's what freaks me out. I can't God. stand the smell and look or taste anything of them. But um, yeah, so but that's what it reminded me of. So there was this, there there are scenes in this where you see him and he's got that bag over his head, and you just see his one eye, mm. and I'm just like, oh bless. Well, I was like, why does he just cut one out? one hole but then at the end it's like his, his eyes are lopsided out there yeah exactly but that was my <laughs> whole time I was like oh bless bless him oh bless did you find it weird that or surprising that adrian king was killed off alice so early on well it kind of is one of those things isn't it because like when you see films like um scream when like drew barrymore's character is killed off and you think you're going to see her she survived final girl we're going to yeah. get something from her and you're not i i didn't know that she was killed off in this one i didn't remember it mm-hmm. um so i was like oh they've killed her off but you know apparently that was down to i've heard a few different versions of why she didn't go back um but i i was surprised that they did it you know i almost felt like you know they could have i don't know but then how would they have used her because it would have made no sense for her to go back to a camp yeah you know and camp is his whole thing like you know I'm you wouldn't just, go near I'm wondering a if- camp I'm wondering, I was wondering when it was filmed. I wonder if it was filmed because she was wearing the same garments as she had in the first film. Well, yeah, no, because they're saying like she, no, I think it was filmed because they went, apparently the story goes, there's one story is the stalking is why she didn't want to be part of it because she got really badly stalked. I mean, really sure. fucking, oh God, yeah. I mean, really badly stalked, like life-threatening stalked type thing. And then there was um, money, she wasn't. She wanted more money. Oh yeah, went to her head did it. I'm getting stalked, but I want more money. I'll do it again. Yeah, but then that's the thing. <laughs> I think she was stalked. I could have swore it was yeah, her. It makes it kind of makes sense. Um. Yeah. yeah uses a she, stalk. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Oh god. So she yeah. died after eleven minutes, which after six minutes of flashback, it's five minutes into the film. But where was she living? Like, how did he get to her? Well, this is what I don't get about Jason. And we'll kind of come on. I can skip ahead to this bit anyway. It's not part of the film. It's just part of his persona. My issue with him is the story goes he was neglected, but not neglected. What's the word? Yeah, he was. He was neglected by the people that were negligent. Yeah, gross. Yeah, yeah, gross negligence. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's just a verb. Uh, Neglected by the counselors while they were doing Mm. whatever, and he drowned. Yeah. So hmm. somehow he survives. Get that. So I get his story. I like that, you know, he hates counsellors there. He wants revenge on him. They were negligent. And then they killed his mum. He didn't hmm. like that. I get that. 
but it gets to the point where it doesn't just kill people at the camp. It doesn't just kill counselors because the locals will be like, Oh, don't go to that camp blood. Mm. You know, I've heard horror stories. So it's like, do they know Jason's there? But also if they know Jason's there, surely he knows they're there. So what we're saying there is he must be able to identify who's a local and who mm, is a counselor. Not, yeah. But he can't because the second person he kills is that crazy bastard, uh, yeah. Ralph. Yeah. He's a local and he kills him with fucking barbed wire around his neck. Doesn't he kill a cop in this one as well? He killed, yeah, anyone yeah. with a pulse. And so it's like. Maybe it's if you this... come on his turf. Game yeah, over. But... No, because he kills people at a different camp. Yeah, but I know they sort of back this, to the other thing. They sort it? of they sort of walk over, don't they? They go and ex- and seek out mm. Camp Blood because this new camp is. Hmm, where, mm. where should we build this new camp? Uh, next to the murder camp? Yeah, logical. Yeah, Makes perfect sense. We'll just say don't enter, and then they won't enter. But yeah, it, it literally kills anyone, even if they're at the camp, not at the camp. He's not asked. There's some of the later sequels when we get to it. It kills a fucking work party. We're playing paintball in the woods somewhere. Just, just yeah, but because. I think the whole vibe with this one, because like when you watch Elm Street one, Halloween, the first Halloween, and then obviously I know this is technically the first Jason in the sense, the first Friday the 13th with Jason. As like them girl, two yeah. seem very accomplished. They know what they're doing. Whereas he yeah. is like, it's like he's finding his way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's he like quickly, to him. as the films go on, he quickly gets the hang of it. You know, he does. He it does. doesn't take him long to find, to find. I mean, saying that, if he's only finding his feet, mate, he's still got nine, potentially ten kills in this. Yeah, but he doesn't just shoot like he doesn't like Kruger uses his glove. Uh, uh, Michael uses a knife, or you know, I know he strangles and stuff. But like yeah. you know, later on in the films, because I always associate Jason with that. Um, well, you can see it behind you. The what do you call those? Machete. 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 Um. And but in here, oh, mate, you see he uses white, anything, mate. anything he can get his hands on, basically. But but one of the running jokes towards the back end of the sea of the series was that it was like, how is Jason going to kill someone next? It became kind of a mm. running gag. Like, yeah. what's what's the how is he going to kill someone? There's like one where he throws they're in a sleeping bag and he throws them against a tree, mm. stuff like that. There's one where he punches a guy's head clean off with one punch. <laughs> it's like it's ridiculous. But yeah, it is very versatile. Like you've got an ice pick to the temple, it garrots Ralph with barbed wire, a hammer claw to the back of a head, it slices someone's throat, throws a machete in someone's face, impales two people with a spear, stabs someone in a gut, in the gut, sorry. Um, you see another guy's body, but you don't know. And then we don't know what happened to Paul. That's kind of a mystery. But it, whatever he gets his hands on, mate, he'll kill you with it. Hmm. Yeah, first, but that that's quite um, industrious. I think yeah. he's definitely yeah. the most industrious of the three. Yeah, but as as well with this one, like with Halloween, I don't give a shit about any of the characters. Yeah, but I think that's why you can just kill them however you want, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I couldn't yeah. give less of a shit because plot wise, it, it gets better towards the end because that's when Tommy Jarvis starts coming into mm. it and his whole rivalry with Jason. I think that's from maybe the fourth or fifth. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, that's when it gets really interesting. It gets mental, but it gets quite interesting. These early ones are literally how many people can we kill? Yeah. And how, how much can we kill them? Goes in. 
because there is a bit of a plot. He's got his revenge because he died and his mom and all this, but they're just faceless counselors who he kills. Yeah, because I don't What's even the remember po- their names. There's no point. Well, I've, ri- I've written them down, but I wouldn't remember. There is no yeah, point. Exactly. Exactly. So you could think it's Friday the 13th. Which one is it? And you could say it's part four. Guess the plot. Well, I reckon a new group of counselors go to a camp either near the lake or at the lake, and then Jason goes back and kills them all. Yeah. That's the plot. It is, though, isn't it? That's the plot of every yeah. film. Yeah. And then it just gets weirder and weirder. Whereas Elm Street has the backstory of he was a, a murderer mm. and then the parents killed him. He haunts them yeah. in the dreams and they get rid of him and he comes back. And Myers, even Myers goes a little bit voodoo-y. And, mm. uh, well, they're just trying to think of a new ideas, I guess. Yeah, because I think this obviously the whole Friday the 13th is probably off of the slightly off the back of Halloween, the whole slasher thing. You know what mm. I mean? Because when you think of, I mean, I know there's ones before and stuff, but like people quite similar out there. and stuff, but these are all quite, yeah, there's, there's, yeah. there's a lot. Jason of, and, and Myers are quite yeah, similar. They're very style-wise. similar. Kruger isn't because he's can't shut yeah, up. He's different. Um, yeah, he's, completely he's completely different. And different. plus it's dreams, whereas they're in real life. I mean, I know mm-hmm. Kruger can come into real life, but um, yeah, so this feels, it feels very copied and it's a very bad copy. Mm. You know, I really struggled with this film. I really struggled with it. Like, you know, it was, I think the only thing that kind of saved it for me a bit was, um, oh, what was her name? Was her name Ginny? It mm-hmm. was like the last 15 minutes. The rest of it's quite generic, but the, the last 15 minutes, like I like she, she kind of has that Sydney, um, you know, Nancy element about her, her and how she actually does, you know, he, he has to fucking fight with her. She- she like tricks him and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think it was, yeah. there was a point though where Ginny grabbed the chainsaw, like iconic mm. weapon, throwback mm. to Texas, even though he only kills one person with that in the film, mm. uh, in Texas chainsaw. She, she literally <laughs> powers it up, barely scrapes his forearm and he goes down mm. and puts the chainsaw down. Mm. And she, I think she throws a chair at him or she hits him with a chair. What, why are you chopping him into little pieces, mate? Yeah. Maybe. Got a fucking chainsaw in your hand. Yeah. Don't throw a chair at him. Yeah. No, but <laughs> I, I... And then Paul, Paul's just stood there going, Ginny, Ginny. Oh, it might be the other way around. Someone was shouting someone's name. Oh, mm. Jason and Paul were wrestling and Ginny was just like, Paul, 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 Paul. Get, get the chainsaw, mate. Chop him up. Throw a chair at him now. I know there are things that you a bag on his head. He's got he doesn't have 2020 vision, mate. No, even without the bag. No, I did. I did like her though. I think she was the only thing that kind of saved it for me. Yeah, you know, she the ending was all right. I thought the it. ending was 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 okay. Yeah. It had flaws, but I think the final battle, if you want to call it that, yeah, was all right. Once I think that's the problem with these. The first sort of t- ten to fifteen kills are just like for the sake of it. Hmm. But then you get towards the climax and it starts to become a bit more realistic, if, if you can even use that word with this. But there was a bit I thought was bizarre. I didn't know if it was a continuity error, but where the guy, who was it, Mark, Mark gets whacked in the face with a chainsaw and it sticks in his face. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But the chainsaw was back. Chainsaw, machete, sorry. The machete was backwards. It was the blunt part in his face. Did you notice that? No. So you'd think if you, th- if you threw a machete at someone's face and it's stuck in the face, 
yeah, it'd be the did. sharp side. Yeah. Generally, you attack with the sharp bit, but it was backwards. So if you look at it, when he's got his in his head, the prosthetic, it's a reverse shot. So it's the sharp point is away from his head, and the bit that's impaled in him is the blunt side. Hmm. So I thought that's either a a continuity error. Or B, it's intentionally done to show just how strong he is. Because he yeah. can fucking kill you with the blunt side of a weapon if yeah. he wants to. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I reckon it was more to do with the prosthetics. It was probably easier to do it that way around. Rather than worry about the sharp point of the machete. Because they probably used a real machete, I would have thought. And just crafted makeup around it. Yeah. I would have thought. Yeah. Otherwise, it, otherwise it doesn't make sense. If you're going to make a fake machete that's not sharp, why not do the sharp side in your face? Do you know what I mean? True. So if, you, if you're using a real machete, you're not going to put the sharp side there, are you? No. You're going to turn it. So that, yeah. I think it was just for sake of safety more than anything. But if you think of it that way, maybe that does show how strong this motherfucker is. He will whack you with the fucking blunt side of well, an he instrument. He obviously is strong because, you know, of what he actually gets away with. But he's also very clumsy. Which is kind oh, of a this, thing yeah. we see with Shocking. killers, with these killers. It's like you're kind of like. Sometimes I feel like they almost don't die because of pure luck, rather than skill. Like to me, the most skilled is usually Freddy, mm. you know, Michael to an extent. But this fella, I mean, obviously, I need to see the other films to kind of see how he grows. You know, does he get better with yeah. his talent? Um, <laughs> but after watching the second and the third one. Um, so far, no, I'm not. I'm not overly convinced yet. But there's obviously yeah. a difference between the second and the third one, and how he's got there. But yeah, I just felt like this. He was just very, um, you know. And I, I, one thing I did not like about this film is the fact that when I see Jason, I want a hockey mask. And I yeah. obviously, I, I haven't seen this film. Actually, no, I watched this film. This is show you. Actually, I watched this film this year. Because I remember when we said we we're going to do this and I was like, all these are on now TV, but they took them all off. And mm. I remember watching this and the third one. And when I rewatched them for this, I didn't remember hardly any of it because I was, yeah. I just, he just wasn't Jason to me. He was like some yeah. kid playing killer. Yeah, I agree. You know, I agree. So completely agree. Yeah. It was just a bunch of kids all wanting to fucking have a shag. I mean, it was just, it was painful. You know, I think it's weird how Jason, so dumb, man. It, all you have to do is put on a woolly jumper and he thinks you're his mum. I know. Oh, Jesus, the ending. Oh, fuck's oh, sake. Thick bastard. It happens all the time. Like, Freddie pretends to be his mum in Freddie versus Jason and that. Yeah. At least he looks like his mum. Yeah. <laughs> like, put on a woolly jumper. It's me, Jason. Your mum. He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure your head's in my shed, but you're all right. Yeah. It's like, I know there's mommy's boys out there. I've met a few of them. Fucking hell. It's not a good that place ridiculous. to be. No. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't think there's much more time we need to spend on this film. No. So who was your um, who was your best kill in this? Or do you want to go through your kills first? Oh, you already said them, didn't you? Yeah, I've already said how they'd all died. Yeah. So he had nine. We think yeah. nine, but possibly ten. If, if we include yeah. Paul, but he's, his fate is left unknown. My favourite kill was Crazy Ralph, the garroted with the barbed wire mm. from behind the tree. I thought that was cool. Mine was um, Mark, the guy played by the late, who unfortunately passed away, 
Tom McBride. He was the guy in the wheelchair. I just thought that, that was, was fucking a, that was brutal. The machete yeah, but the way in the he verse. goes, bang, it, it wasn't even so much the kill; it was the after just when he goes downstairs. Bang, I thought, fuck. <laughs> so, because if that axe didn't kill you, the fucking rest of it would. It was so kind, brutal. That's kind of like Franklin in Texas Chainsaw in the wheelchair. His death was the worst. Mm. Just stabbed, oh, like, impaled with the with the chainsaw. Yeah. The only chainsaw death in the film, though. Yeah, but yeah. That was what um, did you what did you rate this one? I'm kind of doing them as I as we talk mm. about them. Yeah. I'd give this one maybe four. That is quite low. So I've gone I've gone I've gone six point two on this. Which it saying that coming out of my mouth it sounds high. The only reason I've done that is because on my 80s horror spreadsheet, I've got some films that are like six, something was a 6.1. I think it might have been something in the woods, a Disney film. Watcher in the Woods, I think it mm. was. Which was all right. I wouldn't watch it again. I wouldn't watch this again. 6.2 for me no, is I a wouldn't. not watch again. Mm. But I gave Watcher in the Woods 6.1. And if I had to choose that or, or this, I would pick this. Okay. So it got it got an extra point. This is just on my stupid system. Okay. But worst of the three, hands down by far yeah now let's come on to the best of the three (laughs) we're giving it away too soon uh yeah so next we're going to talk about a nightmare on elm street the first one uh it was of course directed and written by the great late wes craven released in 1984 it is an 18 runs for an hour and a half its budget was 1.1 million dollars and grossed over 55 million dollars worldwide it is a film about a group of teenagers, Nancy, Heather Langenkamp, Tina, Amanda Weiss, Rod, Nick, Corey, now known as Jesus Garcia, Garcia and Glenn, Johnny Depp. And they fall prey to a man terrorizing them in their dreams. Child killer, Freddy Krueger, who is played by Robert England. After the death of Tina, Nancy pieces together who this man is and why he preys on the Elm Street children as they sleep. And she goes for him. What a fucking film this is. Oh. What I a film, love this film. What a film. Unbelievable it's, oh film. Oh my God. It's a great film. It's so good. It's and so good, isn't it? I've seen it so many times and any excuse to rewatch it, it's just. Yeah. It's it, it's just an, all, an all-time classic. It's so unique. The story is mm. just mad. Like, it's mm. such a unique concept and story. Yeah. But like, the thing about these films for me, I'm sure you're the same, is that you're just on edge the mm. whole time because from the opening scene, you don't know if you're in a dream or if you're in a reality. Yeah, it's very blurred, you, isn't it? You never, never know. So, like, there was a scene, again, jumping the gun, where Nancy runs to the police station to check on the guy that's been arrested and mm. she's got no shoes on. And I was like, you wouldn't run to the police station in no shoes. Mm. I thought it was happening. And then she wakes up. And then when she does go to the thing for real, she's fully dressed. So I, I was like, fuck, you even tricked me. And I've seen it before. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think one thing about this that's different is obviously Kruger has a personality. He may have mm-hmm. a fucked up personality, but he is very entertaining. He comes out with all these like one-liners. He's beyond sick and twisted because of how he talks. But also... The cast, 
like especially the the kids you actually give a shit about them you don't want any of them the main four you don't want them to die yeah you know yeah like I, I know their names and it's not because I had to Google it. I know their names. Like, do you know what I mean? I won't, I won't go that far. I know Tina and uh, I can see, I always refer to her as Heather Langenkamp. Yeah, but that's fine. <laughs> never, what's but called? Is it Nancy? Nancy, Nancy yeah. yeah. But you say you refer to her as Heather Langenkamp, which is fine, but refer to the names of all the other actors in the other films, apart from Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, impossible. Yeah, exactly. And that's my point. You might not, you know, you might not know remember names and stuff but you remember a lot more about the fact that the fact that this has johnny depp in it i know it was his first film Mm. but that itself is almost recognition for this film being good even though his part was pretty minor for the most part Mm. realistically but like i said to you when i watched it because i've got these on dvd I watched it and then I started watching the audio commentary with Wes Craven and his mm. director of photography. I only watched about 10 minutes, but in the opening scene filmed at Lincoln Heights jail, mm. he said it was so full of asbestos, mm. like for the whole time. And it's now condemned that area of the jail. Oh, okay. So like, if, and if he went back to film something else in there as well, but they couldn't, it was just full of asbestos. So they, they remember seeing like, it's, it looks like snow, doesn't it? Mm. Asbestos. Fun fact. That's what they, they used asbestos in the Wizard of Oz for snow. Did you know that? <gasps> yeah, and then if, I'm sure some. Films. I'm sure like the Scarecrow or some one of them has died of ended up dying of cancer. God, but that's because that's what they used to use in the movies in yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, but there's a lot of asbestos. cases. There's a lot of people suing now for that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's mad. That isn't it? Imagine that. Thinking, what's crazy. what's this fake snow? Yeah, it'd be mm. It's not asbestos, is it? No. That's. Uh, Somewhere else, but yeah, weird. I think this of the three films, this is the one that scared me the most as a kid. Like I yeah. used to shoot myself watching this. It, well, it have a lingering effect on my mind. Well, yeah, because you, you know, when you're in your home, like when you look at the other two, they're killed. You know, I may, I know they might be in their home, but they're very much awake. They're a bit older and all this kind of shit. But like when you watch this, you're asleep. When you're asleep in your bed. You're supposed to feel safe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like it's your you know, escape in it. Exactly. Like I when I grew I still do it now. Like, I mean, obviously I have my husband here, but if, if Dev goes away for a night, I, I have a light on. I won't sleep in the dark. Still. I know you think that's funny, Stuart, but I still okay, won't. No. And I was the same when I was a kid. I've always been afraid of the dark. So, like, you know, and I I'm I do have a lot of like bad dreams and stuff, especially about spiders. Um, but yeah, so like this, I like that's your worst fucking nightmare. You know, literally, I'll go to sleep. Will I wake up? Because somebody's gonna rip me to shit. You're not that important, love. Sorry to break it to you. I don't mean me, you twat. You're such a fucking asshole. <laughs> I just picture you sending that meme to me, that twat. Yeah. That gif. gif. That's my you favorite. You know what I found out the other day? What? Do you what say you gif? Gif. Oh, stop mocking. <laughs> Do you say GIF, yeah? Yeah. I say GIF. Apparently it's JIF. Oh. <laughs> Show no rage, no. no. I've always said GIF because it's G-I-F, isn't it? Yeah. Apparently it's JIF. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to keep calling it GIF. Yeah, me too. <laughs> rebels. Yeah. Absolute, absolute rebels. Um, 
but yeah, after you insulting me <laughs> and telling me how unimportant I am, <laughs> I'm not even Just worth Freddy Krueger killing. <laughs> not worth it, Matt. Skip you. Yeah, but um. Yeah, you I, know, I, t- notice. T- sorry, just do you know, it's Tina running, running away on the in the dream. Yeah, when Tina and she was like in slow motion. Yeah, she was on a treadmill. Was she? Yeah, but that that's just a tidbit. But the thing I liked about that shot is that you, when you're in a dream, you feel like you're running in treacle, don't yeah. you? So mm. I thought that was a really good bit of realism there. Yeah, yeah she was just on a on a treadmill. Oh. for that one brief little shot. Sorry, what were we gonna say? Oh no! One thing, one thing I did like about this is how, like, when you look at Elm Street, right? You know, especially when it comes to other, obviously Nancy and Glenn, they look like they're living the American dream, don't they? Mm. Like it's such a a white. And I don't mean that in well, obviously it isn't skin color, but like it's so clean and you know, it's like it, suburbia, isn't it? Like, yeah, exactly. American like, dream. It's like, oh, come here, and all your dreams will come true. Actually, they yeah. do come true, but not in the way you quite hoped. Um, so it doesn't match, you know, what we're what we're seeing, like what's going to because when you go in behind closed doors and that's the thing, I think, is like you get to look at this like picturesque, like lifestyle that you would drive by. If you lived in a not so nice area, you would drive by and go, oh, those people in there, they're living the life. But then when you mm-hmm. close that door, like especially for Nancy, her mom was an alcoholic. Her dad Did her dad even live there? Had they split up? think so yeah yeah like you know there was like constant battling her mom wouldn't listen to a word she said some guy's trying to kill her like it was the complete opposite you know so i liked that they used that location as like this american dream suburb place to live but it was like the sun was shining and shit like that and it just it just didn't match at all yeah i think i thought her mom was until I sort of cottoned on that she was a massive alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, like, I was like, she's been a bit wooden, like, not got much personality. Yeah. But then I realized oh, she's probably just thinking about the next drink. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. I did it. I, I thought the score was good in this though as well. Mm. Not, as, not as good as Halloween. No. Because John Carpenter is just the man. But um, a guy called Charles Bernstein or Stein, I think it's Stein, mm. did the score. He did um, The Entity. Oh God, and, that's a film. I was actually I, thinking about that film the other day. Yeah, and Cujo, it did. Both of those are on my list to cover. Well, I went to watch Cujo, but it's on for like fucking seven hours or something. Well, three. Is it? Yeah, it's on for like three hours or oh, something. Shit. I've got yeah. the DVD in my drawer. I didn't check the runtime. No, so. I because I went to, because I was like, I'd love to do a Stephen King film. And I was like, because mm. I like my animal films to do. And I, uh, I, I looked at Cujo and I remember thinking, fuck, that's on. Oh. Then it says an hour and 33 minutes. I must have been looking at something else. <laughs> so you're lying. You're chatting shit. <laughs> what was I looking at? That's what we got from that, Lorraine. You're chatting shit. Yeah. No, I'm just thinking of another film. You're, oh, that looks so weird now, Stuart, because your head, it looked like you didn't have a head. <laughs> Freddy Krueger's taking your head. I was trying to find Mikujo DVD, but I couldn't find it. All right. There was, um, I think my favourite shot in this is where the, the girl from... It's slow motion and very like diffused of the girls doing the jump rope. Oh, one, two, singing three, the song. Three, yeah, yeah. And then it, it sort of pans across, and then they use a tree as like a breakwater to transition mm. into the next cut, and then it goes to not diffused, full color, full speed, and then it's just mm. them in the car. Mm. Uh, I thought that was really clever. 
because this is the thing you like can people see those girls and then they walk past it and they're not there so you're like eh what was that mm. why did i see that why did no one else am i dreaming but this the whole kid con- thing is terrifying like the, yeah. the 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 age of them because i know they first had him dying as like what was it a molester and a killer mm, that's what and they changed to it to just killer because obviously they thought that'd better. be too dark they thought that's that's a bit dark that was make him a child killer <laughs> i know i know get the punters in but yeah um but yeah so it was like it kind of like and the thing is because i watched this film when it kind of first came out when it first came to the uk i would have watched this um Mm. so i would have watched this in the late late 80s Mm. and i wouldn't have noticed stuff like that it's and that's the thing about some of these films that we're watching earlier like i i kind of watched them in a what did I think about that when I watched it in the like eighties, nineties and what do I think about it now? You know, and I do that with a lot of stuff and I'm just like horrified by some of the stuff I see, but that's some of the shit they got away with in it. Like Mm. if you think, especially seventies horror, like that were quite a, quite a dark era for horror that one at seventies. Even friends. I was watching, I'm I'm rewatching friends at the moment and some of the stuff they come out with, I'm like, Jesus, you know, how did they get, how did they get away with that? You know, our times change. Just coming back to the whole, the, the child molester thing for Freddie. Hmm. That's that, that he's basically Craven. That was the worst thing he could think of. Yeah. For for his personal, which yeah, I get it. But what they said was at the time in California, there was loads of highly publicized molestation cases. Okay. Hmm. Going on at the time. So they didn't want to like, lean on that publicity i guess oh yeah yeah that's it yeah they didn't want to kind of like jump on that yeah Yeah. which i think is the right thing to do and i i mean like yeah child killer is bad enough but i think you know you you don't want to know they went through even more you know i like Mm. to think that obviously you don't want any anyone to be murdered but i like to think if someone's murdered it's very quick they don't suffer do you know what i mean they don't even know it's happened yeah it's happened before they can even realize it you know whereas if they were molested then obviously they know what's going yeah. on you know well, i think the, the way these lots suffer is mental isn't it more than mm. physical mm. oh like god he, yeah he mentally tortures them yeah especially with i remember the scene where tina is by the school and she's in a body bag mm. and she's being dragged around that used mm. to terrify the shit yeah. out of me as a kid yeah good god that was scary and down into the boiler room and she bumps into Janet who's got his his jumper on. Yeah. And then she's like, she's like, ah, with claw. Yeah. <laughs> with his voice. Yeah. No, it's terrifying. No. Yeah, I I I actually still find this film like there's always one scene in I still jump to this day. Every time I see it, I still jump in her bedroom when he jumps up. I still jump at that. When when she's actually in, she brings him into the bedroom and he jumps up over her bed. Right. That still makes me jump. To, jump to to this day but um Hmm. like i think as well they like for me when it started the whole the the death of tina because like when when it's the death of the others there's no one to blame do you know i mean you can't go oh it was such and such such and such especially with glenn's death i mean fucking good luck trying to explain that one away but when it's tina's death you know she's in a room with someone who is known to the police. Yeah. So they've got someone to blame there, you know? So he's in that sense, he's quite smart because obviously Rod gets blamed because, oh no, some guy was cutting her and all this kind of stuff, but you couldn't see him. 
you know what I mean? Who's going to believe that? And I think that's the thing as well with kids. The frustrating yeah. thing is with kids, because we even do it ourselves when our kids say something to us, we're like, are you telling the truth? You know? Do you not think, I mean, I suppose it doesn't matter because he got killed quick, but any half-decent crime scene analyst would have thought, how has he dragged her up the wall onto the roof and then dropped her down? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Bit, but, of, bit of a giveaway. But you, you, you know, you sometimes, you know, you see it probably in true crime cases and on film. You know, people, they just want someone, they just want to say, we've caught the guy. They don't yeah, care that good, they've caught it? the right. Yeah, they don't care that they've caught the right guy, which is really fucked up because, I mean, this happens in real life because there's, you know, you're bullshitting. So there's somebody out there now that can still kill because you don't want to fucking say you haven't caught them. And I suppose that's the thing here. Well, he was in yeah. the room with her. It must have been him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's bad that, isn't it? Yeah, the that her death bad. was was fucking brutal, like, you know? And it was yeah. long. Yeah, it was. I found it weird that they all had the same, basically had the same dream on the same night. Mm. It's, it's one of them, th- I know you, you have to start the events of a film somewhere, but it's kind of them things like, why did he just randomly pick that night? Mm. I, I, so surely as soon as he died, he had this ability. Mm. So is he just waiting for the kids to grow older? But then I also thought, of of what what timeline is this? Because when she said we killed him, she said me and the rest of the parents. So she's implying that her mum is implying that she was a parent to Nancy mm. when they all killed Freddie. So how long between him being killed and because it feels like it's a lifetime away, doesn't it? Yeah, I feel like the kids were like all around the age we see of the kids, like so I don't know, six or seven. Because like you mean I the think, jump rope kids. Yeah, the jump rope kids. Because I think yeah. the kids in this, like Nancy and them, I think they're only meant to be about 14 and 15. Mm. You know? And um, okay. Um, I think they're only meant to be about 14 or 15, which obviously, you know, they all look like they're in their bloody 20s, don't they? They don't look like they're teenagers. Yeah, well, that's what that's one of the jokes that she says, because she was yeah. 20 when she when she was playing this 15-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I look 20 years old. Yeah. So maybe, <laughs> yeah, because like, if his thing was kid kids, because when you see all the jump rope kids, they're kid kids. So why is he going for teenagers? Because you think his mm. target audience would be kid kids. I just don't get why he's waited so long to get revenge on him. Surely they'd mm. be easier to get if they were younger. Like if, if we're saying that when he died, he had this ability. Yeah. Why has he waited till they were like 15? On the yeah. same night, randomly. Why has he not just been doing it for time? Yeah. I don't get it. I think so, that's, one, that's one thing I didn't get. But go on. What, the timeline of it? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's a, it doesn't... It's not, it's not relevant. It's just some... No, I think no but I know what you mean. It's like, why... why um... Yeah. Like Myers, he gets sent to prison, he escapes, then he starts yeah. killing again. Mm. Jason's timeline, again... He doesn't really start killing anyone until they kill his mom. Mm. Then he starts killing people. So that kind of mm. is a thing. So you're assuming his mom's been looking after him all this time, Jason, I mean. Yeah. But with Freddie, it's like, oh, yeah, we killed him because he did this. It's like, well, why, why didn't he just crack on and start killing us then? Yeah. So yeah. How, how fucked up is it that to get revenge on the people that killed you, you go after the kids? Come on, mate. 
I know you're a child killer, but either that's that's dark. Yeah, but he is a bit dark. <laughs> you know what mafia goes? I'm gonna I'm not gonna kill you, I'm gonna kill your family, your kids, yeah. your grandma, your granddaddy, your cousins. Well, because it would hurt more. Like if he came, if Freddie come and killed you, you'd be devastated. But if he, you know, you'd mm. be like, shit, don't kill me. But if he came after your 14-year-old girl, that would do that would th- kill you more. Do you not think though, like Oh, you killed me, so I want revenge. You'd think, I mean, I did murder the kids, to be fair, so maybe we're even. No, but you killed me, so I'm going to get revenge on you. But Yeah, but you you started it first. Yeah, but people don't, killers don't really think they've done anything wrong. I know. You know, but you, you know, this is a guy who murders children. Trying to figure out why he didn't go after them. Like, he's probably like, the fuck's sake, so I killed your kids. Get over it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He does. Well, I killed your kid, so it's like, well, gonna have to burn me alive. God's yeah. sake! Like overreaction. Question. <laughs> Question about Frederick Charles Kruger. Okay, that's his full name, by the way. He, mm-hmm. why is only his face burnt? No, because when he pulls off his shirt, he looks pretty fucked up. I didn't think he looked that fucked up. I, I won't play in because I know he cuts himself. I know he, I wasn't looking at his chest, but I didn't. Maybe it was burnt. I don't know. I think but, it looked a bit. I. I yeah. Did it. Yeah. Not like his face, though. His face is proper fucked, isn't it? Yeah, but when people get burnt, it doesn't necessarily look even everywhere. <laughs> All right. Burn <laughs> victim expert over it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> now. All right, then. Fair enough. It's consistent. <laughs> <laughs> Sticking with the facts and all that. Um, right. Where do you want to go to next? I think we should like talk the... about... Go on. Go on. What you were go. You gonna say? You go. I was going to say the wall scene. The wall the old, scene. The wall scene where she, where Nancy's in bed and he knocks the crucifix oh. off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he bang, he knocks the crucifix off the wall. That to me, I interpreted uh. that as in Freddie is some kind of demonic figure. Mm. Now he's like a mm. demon. He's not just Would a dead you? man. Yeah, he's a demon. Well, yeah, but I mean, like literally, like Christ. Yeah, fuck like off, an, Christ. An exorcism would fuck him up. Yeah. No, no one's thought of that. Why don't you just try an exorcism with him? <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> the exorcism of Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Imagine the one-liners he'd be giving off to. Please. That's the thing. He drives them fucking. And that's the thing about Krueger is he's just like with the others. You want to fight him, but you know you want to fight them. You want to save yourself and stuff like that. But with Krueger, you just want to say, "Would you shut the fuck up?" <laughs> you know I mean? The bad thing is, he's not even that chatty in this, and he's got loads no. of one-liners. Yeah. He gets far worse because I, th- I noticed in this, and I might be just remembering it wrong, but I think his voice in this is quite deep. It's, mm. it's layered, to so it sounds like a demon. Yeah. So if you're not listening closely, you might not even understand what he's saying. Whereas in the later ones, I think it's just Robert England's voice. <laughs> <laughs> is it pronounced England, by the way? I always used to say England. I think it's Robert England. England, yeah. Not so much. In- it's not England. England. It's Robert, Un- Robert England. More of an English. It was England. Robert England. Um, oh, yeah. No. Um, no, I, I really want to chat about um, <laughs> the overkill of Glenn. <laughs> yeah. That fucking that's seems Johnny. nuts. Because first that's of Johnny all. That's Johnny Depp, right? That's, John- oh, that's Johnny Depp. Like, Johnny I think that has to be. I think it's not. Like, obviously, first of all, being sucked into a bed is insane, but how much blood is in a person? Mm. The TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the deaths as a kid. I was like, I didn't really understand it. 
No. He gets sucked in and then he just explodes and there's mm. this ridiculous amount of blood. So 80s though, isn't it? When he's there with headphones on, massive headphones and portable telly. <laughs> but it's just as well another example because one thing about the adults in this film they do not listen to a single word their kids say so when nancy's trying to call and just like basically wake him up wake him up his parents are like fuck you nancy leave yeah, him would alone. you though would you though would you believe the crazy girl over at road who's on meds and doesn't sleep do you know what i it's not that i believe her but i would leg it up those stairs i'd sprint like i was a person that sprints, couldn't think of a name. I would fucking leg up. You send ball. You That's what I was thinking of, but I couldn't remember his name. Um, so yeah, I no, I'd leg it up there because there's a just in case. You know, this this is one thing this film should be to every fucking parent out there. Someone calls you and says, Go upstairs now and check on your fucking kid. You go up and check on them. Did you say that? Huh? She was. She's like, she's like, I need to speak to Glenn. I need to speak to Glenn. Stuff like that, you know. I'd go up and be like, yeah. even if you went up and went, mate, you need to fucking sort this one out. She's going mad on well, the phone. Get rid of that one. She's a yeah. nightmare. But they're just like, whatevs, whatevs. Like, do you know what I mean? I'd, it, I'd be up there. Then, then how funny is it that he takes the phone off the hook? That's so yeah. old and days, isn't it? Can't get through. The phone's off the hook. Oh, the <laughs> days on the of the landline. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's died a death on it landline yeah but um yeah so like i i that's that's the thing it's like this and it's the same with her dad the policeman and like when she's you know she's screaming and she's on the window she's like get my dad get my dad and the, the cop's like what yeah, oh like, i think someone goes, better go get yeah, i think we should probably get the chief uh, yeah, yeah exactly yeah and he said watch my daughter keep an eye on her and she's fucking rattling the cage that her mum's put her in because what you've got to think about as well is okay so tina's dead that they think your man did they think your man did it so like they're probably mm. and then your man's dead so they're you know i would be thinking to myself okay i need to fucking check in on these kids because their mates are dead apparently one killed by the boyfriend they might be suicidal like do you know what i mean i need to go and fucking check this out but they're yeah. too busy i can't stand people who fucking think they know it all i knew best no, you don't. Yeah. You know, it's your kid. They never know. They never know best. They, do they never know best. They never know best. And then look what happens. You get sucked into a bed with your telly. Yeah. Like, did the telly, did where like... did the telly go? <laughs> well, yeah, it's irrelevant, isn't it? See, so yeah. you're picking up the plot holes now. I know, I'm turning into you. Yeah, you're learning now. No. But yeah, there was, um, the bit with the stairs was quite cool. That sticks in my head from being a kid. What, the, the she... mom, the like fire... The quick... The quicksand. Yeah. Like the, when when, yeah. when her feet go in. And again, it's the whole yeah. dream thing. When you're trying yeah. to get away from something in a dream, you just can't. You can't move. You, you yeah. can't throw a punch. You can't do anything. You can't scream sometimes. It's like you sleep know, paralysis got... as well. Like, yeah, it's a bit it like is that, in a way. It? Yeah, it is. So I thought yeah. that was quite good. But then it start, I started noticing some stuff towards the end, which I've seen on um, movie mistake programs before. Hmm. Like when Freddie falls off the balcony, you can see the... Um, the thing he lands you, on. Yeah, what do you call it? Mattress. Bed. Mattress. Yeah. <laughs> you can see them. You can see the mattress on the on the stairs. Also, when he's on fire, hmm. it looks about twenty five stone because he's obviously in a fire. So whoever the actor, the stuntman is, is in a fire suit. 
he's massive he's bigger than jason and he's, like that, and he's stumbling around in this fire suit oh and i get that you have to do that but it was just a little bit unrealistic for me yeah and then he no, just, I... then he did then he they walk through the cops walk through where she says he's on fire and then by the time they've got through there's footsteps all the way across mm. and and up the stair i'm like bloody hell that was quick but he's supernatural why does he need to but then again, he's in the real world. I yeah, suppose. she's pulled him out, hasn't she? Imagine if you woke up and you had someone's hat in your hands. Can you imagine? She was just like, I pulled something out of my dream. I'd be like, fucking hell. Yeah, but they still what? don't they still don't take much, they don't still don't like her mom, doesn't she? <laughs> her mum puts the her... hat in a cup. She puts the hat yeah. in a cupboard. <laughs> yeah. You know, is it like because they don't want to be caught out? I don't Look, know. We, you know, we don't want to go to jail or something. So let's let our kids. Maybe. Yeah. And the, do you know what the thing is, though, is the fact that they're saying who, you know, they're saying who Kruger is. Like they're, they're their parents know that they're talking about him, mm. but they still like you're going to sleep tonight, Nancy. You know, <laughs> didn't she give her some pills or something? Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. going to sleep tonight, Nancy. Well, I fucking knock back my vodka. Sure. She was a little bit overly overbearing as a mum. I think because she probably felt she was trying to protect her, but like like running her a bath and turning down her bed and, oh, and all this shit. I'll, just it's like, soft I'll warm you up some some hot milk and she's like, Ugh. it's a soft voice. I have a big if someone's like because obviously the ma the mum, you know, should be like going like almost what the you know this i i can't stand it when someone talks like that when in a kind of like situation that requires you to be a bit more give it a bit more of nancy you know you're gonna sleep tonight you know whereas usually be like get the fuck in that bed yeah. <laughs> like maybe it's that says more about me but you know i just i was like where is your fucking oomph like do you know what i mean yeah there was nothing there i, th- I thought a mum's death was a bit weird what through the door or the the fire thing? Oh no, because the, the, the door through thing. bed. Yeah, through the through bed because the door was a dream. Yeah. So he he jumped on top of a mom when he were on fire, mm. and then they just sort of took the quilt off, and she was like a skeleton, and she disappeared into like a blue yeah. abyss, and then the bed just reappeared. Mm. But we're in the real world now. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought that was a bit odd as well. But you know. This is a guy that kills you in your dreams and she's pulled him out. I mean, there's a, but here's a note I put down, make you laugh. What do you think of Johnny Depp's crop top? Okay, there's a little tip for all you men out there. Never fucking wear a crop top. <laughs> Unless you're in American foot. Like an American no. football top, on it? But no, it's, 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 not, it's not a look that would win me over. Mm. Put it that way. But oh, I don't know, would I make an exception for Johnny Depp? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Then yeah. there's the famous scene at the end with the doll getting dragged fruit window, which is just terrible. Yeah, now that was yeah it's because bad, that, oh it? my god, that was that was really bad because funny enough, I think the whole end scene, what was it? They didn't basically they wanted that to be the end of it, but they had to do that to leave it open. Right. You know. Um, I, I, I thought it was weird because I forgot that her mum died, but then her mum's mm. there at the end, so it's like she must be dreaming. Yeah, exactly. And they can't, they can't get out of the car, 
Yeah. And the mum gets dragged through and it ends. It's like yeah, so really weird bas- ending. Yeah, so they've basically left it open. Did feel rushed a little bit at the end. Mm. Yeah, but it was changed. That's not the ending that yeah. Craven no, wanted. No, that's yeah. what I mean. It feels like a rushed thing to get yeah. out. They've obviously realised it's cottoned on or whatever. But do you notice the, the credits had him down as Fred Krueger in this, not Fred. Mm. He only calls himself Freddy. Mm. They all call him Fred. Yeah, they do, don't they? Mm. He's in the credits. It's Fred Krueger. That's what it says. Because not I think Freddy. in the third one, doesn't Nancy say his name is Freddy Krueger, though? Doesn't she call him Freddy in the third one? She calls him, she calls him Freddy in this. Mm. Oh, yeah, she the, does, yeah. She refers to him as Freddy. Mm. Um, but... They all call him Fred, and he's, mm. he's credited as Fred, which is just weird. Mm. Uh, but this is before as a as an icon. Did you have a favourite one-liner from him in this? <sighs> and I, I didn't write them all down, but there, there's, there's a yours? few. I think the only one I wrote down was, um, you're my boyfriend now, Nancy. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With tongue, yeah. You're my boyfriend now. Oh, God. It was more, they weren't necessarily one-liners. He'd be like, watch this. And then he'd like chop his finger off or slice his chest and stuff. Yeah. Are you, Googling, are you Googling his one-liners? I'm Googling his one-liners. So I can have to um... try to get the ones. That, the one I remember from the third one is where he asks him if he's feeling tongue-tied and he ties him to bed with his tongues. Oh, yeah. One. Yeah, that was um, Joey, wasn't it? The guy who couldn't talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. I'm your boyfriend. What's the doesn't he call someone a bitch or something? Welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he can't have had that many in this. Not it's as much as the third it. one. They really up in the well, third one. Yeah, he became a caricature of himself, didn't he? When they mm. cottoned on that he was selling merch or whatever. But yeah, I think there's a few bits in it which I didn't get. Like the whole timeline, I guess his motive is he's just a psychopath. The fact that you can bring the dream into real life mm. and then all you have to do is turn your back on him and he disappears into a blue. Yeah, because the whole fear thing, you know, the way she's like, mm. that, you know, you ain't, you're, you're shit. Yeah. You know, I'm not scared of you, you're shit. And then he just goes because that's what he thrives on is the yeah. fear of the, the children. Well, that, that's what I like about Freddy versus Jason. Mm. because he uses Jason to start killing the kids on Elm yeah. Street so that rumour spreads about him, so then he to gets his power back. back. Fair, yeah. I fucking I love that film, Freddy vs. Jason. I think it's class. He looks Jason. tiny next to him, though, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Hands down. So what do you think of Nancy as a final girl? I like Nancy. Yeah, she's a good one, isn't she? I like she? Nancy. I think yeah. she's my favourite of these films. Yeah. I yeah, think even over JLC, I just think she's great. I think she's very, I think Sydney is very her. I think they're quite similar. Mm. Sydney Prescott screen compared to the others. Yeah, she's got something about her, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I do. She's definitely my favorite. So what, what is your, oh yeah, you need to go through your kills. I've got four kills in this one. Mm-hmm. So Tina slashed across the chest with his finger knives. Rod and a bit more. <laughs> no, that's all that happened. She was thrown from pillar to post. Yeah, but cause of death. <laughs> <laughs> slashed, slashed with finger knives. <laughs> They're not going to go like, excuse me, doctor, what's the cause of death? Stabbed 11 times. 
well, it was more than that, wasn't it, Doctor? Well, yeah, I mean, he threw around the room while he was doing it, but that's part of the pie. Cause of death was stab wounds. <laughs> Not a storyteller. So, yeah, uh, Rod, who was the the like the greaser, the 1950s greaser, who carries mm-hmm. a switchblade with him. He was hanged with a bedsheet in jail. You could kind of see the metal. Did you notice that when it was wrapped mm. around his neck? You could see the metal yeah. thing holding it in place. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, Johnny Depp, pulled into his bed, turned into a geezer or geyser, however you want to say it. And then uh, Marge, which is Nancy's mom, mm. burned to death, descended into the abyss. <laughs> what it says, what it says. But my favourite were Johnny Depp's, I think. That was most brutal. Mine was Tina. Was it? Yeah, because it just went on forever and she was thrown from pillar to post. I think it's quite interesting how she has the dream at the start and she has mm. like her, her clothes are ripped in that mm. fashion, but mm. she's not killed and then he ends up killing her in the same way yeah. anyway. Yeah, and it's long. Like, it takes ages. Yeah, it's a long drawn out one. I didn't like, the only effect I didn't like was where he had the long arms. Yeah, everyone. I hate, I hate, Have I you heard the Horror Projects version of A Nightmare on Elm Street? No, you have to listen I'm... to that episode. I don't think so. Yeah, they did a night run on street. That's what made I me feel really, like, I really feel like, like them. Must... <laughs> I feel like I must have done. I can't check my Spotify right now, but yeah, I'll check no. it out if I check haven't. that one out if but you yeah, haven't because it's that, really that pretty shit. <laughs> so, what would you rate this one? Ooh, I'll give that one a nine. Mm, okay. Yeah, give it an eight point six. Would you fuck off with your eight point sixes and twos? No, but there's too there's too many there's too many gaffes and mistakes in it. Just little things like seeing the mattress and him looking mm. like he, he weighs about thirty stone when he's on fire and yeah, little see, things like that. I don't worry about things like that. The mum's death and stuff. I just thought it were weird. So it's not. It's still a fucking good score. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, eight point six for that. So mm. to round up the first episode here, what was your favourite? Of the three, obviously based on your score, it's Elm Street. But mm-hmm. do you still do you still think that's that's yep. fair? Okay, so your favorite was Elm Street. Mine yep. was Elm, Elm Street. So the running favorite, we'll give two two tonight round Elm Street. Because we'll give us a point each mm-hmm. for us. Have you got a spreadsheet? Really. No, it's just a document. Okay, <laughs> I should make a spreadsheet. Is it in the drive? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just my notes. Uh, running kill count: Jason's in the lead with nine at the moment. Michael mm-hmm. then has five, and Freddie has four. My overall favorite kill of all three was Crazy Ralph with the barbed wire around his neck. Oh, what, what was your overall favorite? I'm gonna stick with Tina. So, so Tina, yeah. Mm. Okay, so that's Tina. That's one for Frederick. Mm-hmm. Cool. So running favorite kills. So that's one for Jason. One for Fred. Yeah. That's, that's one for Fred. One for one for our Fred. Fred Gilgan's the name. Killing's the game. <laughs> yeah. And that that was the the first episode of this project collab. Cool. And we're doing we're doing 10. So the next one is going to be Halloween 2, Friday the 13th 3, and fuck off, and Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Freddy's Revenge. So that's from 
1981, 1982, and 1985, respectively. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Friday the 13th 3, the first film with Jason and his mask from mm-hmm. my memory. That was always my favourite in the franchise. Oh, okay. Memory. Don't yeah. even think I've seen Halloween too. Halloween's my least watched, least watch of the three. I know I watched them all recently, maybe last year. Not all of them, but I mean like the main yeah. ones, not the zombie ones. I've got all Freddy's on DVD, but I've not watched them for years. I've yeah. got all Fridays on DVD. Halloween's I don't. Yeah. But yeah, so we're gonna do this for ten episodes all the way up until and we're even gonna include some fan films. Yeah. Towards the end. But there isn't a Freddy one, is there? There's two Jason ones and one Halloween one. one, There's one in the making, but they need funding again. It's called um there was a character in New Nightmare. And it's it's called that ex his new nightmare. Say it's called John. Mm. It's called John's New Nightmare. Mm. So it's a fan film happens after New Nightmare. But I think with the whole COVID thing, they probably lost funding. That's fair enough. So yeah, there's there's a Halloween one and there's the the Friday thirteenth one which I loved. Yeah, I haven't watched but them because, yet. Because total, there's more Fridays than any of them. One of them, like episode ten, is going to be a Halloween fan film, a Friday thirteenth fan film, and then the Friday thirteenth remake. Yeah, because by that point we're out of that. We're out of the other ones. Yeah, we're out of it. So, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. When we get deeper into sequels, yeah, I think. I think because we've been discussing the the classics here, apart from mm-hmm. Friday Thirteenth, which we didn't yeah. spend much time on, this is probably, in my opinion, going to be one of the longer episodes, if not the longest, yeah. because we got to do them films justice. And I think we yeah. both know them inside out, as in mm. Nightmare and Halloween. Mm. And I think when we get to sequels and they start getting daft, we'll probably uh, not spend as long on them because there won't be much to analyze. <laughs> I know. I know. Favorite I death rating next. Cool, exactly. Um, all right then. Well, do you want to say where people can find you if they want to listen to your other podcast? Yeah, just uh, there'll be a link in this, I'm sure. British murders. If you want to listen to British true crime cases with the odd horror film thrown in sparingly, potentially more. What's the opposite of sparingly? Frequently. Mm. So that's Stuart really selling himself there. So. <laughs> Well, this is what Phil and Laura said. They said, you're so cash. It's like, man, if you want to listen to me, you know where to find me. People stumble across it and they listen. Word of mouth. Mm. Check it out. I'm not, I'm not one for going, please listen to my show. Please. That's because you've got a lot of listens. You don't need to do that. Yeah, but I didn't at the start, man. Yeah, but you're, you're getting cocky now. No, I'm not getting cocky because it's all about perspective. Like You might think I've got a lot of downloads and stuff. I think I've done quite well so far. Mm. But then you got to look at people who are even I higher than I don't compare, me. you see. I don't compare. No point. No, I'm not talking about comparison. Yeah. But you're saying you've got a lot of downloads. Yeah, compared, you might think I have. Mm. But, but I think based on someone else, I haven't. There's always going to be someone with more in there. There's always someone with more, yeah. But mm. that's the beauty of it. As exactly. long as you don't turn into a prick. I mean, I, I'm just a prick anyway, but I'm not. <laughs> you can't turn into in a, what you already are. <laughs> well, not, not in an arrogant way, like, oh, check out my show, it's ace. I'm like, listen to it. If you like it, you'll stick around. I, I think it's good. I listen so, to it. That's good. So, yeah, but you listen to, you listen to a lot, Lorraine. 
say. <laughs> I don't actually, when you think of all the podcasts that are out there, I don't actually listen to that many. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I don't know how you have the time, me. I can't, I can't do that. Yeah, but I, 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 I listen to them while I'm doing stuff. Like <laughs> I listen to them while I'm cleaning and while I'm walking and while I'm showering yeah, and you... while I'm getting ready. And... Showering? Yeah, I bring my little speaker in and listen to the women's show. How the fuck can you tell what's going on in a true crime podcast when your shower's going? Because I have a speaker and it makes it louder. Yeah, I can't follow a story, me, unless I'm concentrating on it. Yeah. No, but as soon as I've, I've listened, I forget about it to make room for anything. the others. You don't learn anything from, no? No. <laughs> I know what I know. Strange, strange person. Yeah. Um, fuck off. Okay, cool. Well, I think we should leave that one there and uh, we need to organize when we're going to do our next one. And uh, yeah, hopefully you'll like this and then listen to the next one and the next one until we get to 10 yeah appreciate it's just Lorraine and I chatting a load of shit for a couple of hours so if you don't like one of us or either of us then you probably won't listen to this but that's fine (laughs) we're we're doing it because it's fun and we all we both want to watch all the films and just chat shit about it because we enjoy them no one listens to it minor it's not our main it's not our main show it's not our main podcast it's our bonus I know but it's a bit of fun don't play it down no no no, it's a bit of fun, but it's yeah. fun for us. We're not we're not doing it for anyone else. Yeah. Is my point. <laughs> All right then. We if, shall. If anyone's, list, if anyone's listening at this point, then uh, cheers. Yeah, I'm fucking rambling on. Um. All right then, we're gonna go now before Stuart keeps going on. <laughs> we'll chat to you yeah, later. Dig, dig this grave a bit deeper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs>